Welcome to a whole new year at the Probably Bad Podcast. And to celebrate, I've... I've... I've got nothing. I've got nothing special prepared. But it's been really hard. It's been a horrible year. Apart from Tabletop Tim. That was a beautiful surprise. Enemies to lovers. Anyway, thanks to our patrons, Hedwig and Carlo. Hello, welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm pencil. And paper. Today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... Invert all the challenge ratings in the Monster Manual. Dragons are small and loose in trash cans. Songbirds are threats to continents. I just want a small dragon who roots in a trash can, to be honest. I will love them. I will call them Timmy and I will give them snacks. The Do you like the idea of a dragon that just hoards your rubbish like a borrower? I like the idea that it's still, like, you know, the size of a house. It's just harmless and rooting in your trash can. Like it's small, but not small. Oh yeah, it's it's an uwu small bean, yeah. but also still gargantuan. Like, yeah, it is... You got this dragon, and, you know, it's just small, smog-style, mighty for, like, swords and, like, shields, or, like, scales. That's, that's what he says. Um... And then just someone comes out and sprays water on its nose until it stops rummaging in the trash. I'm trying to imagine how something that big would go through the trash. Does it just sort of pick through with a single fingernail? It has, like, tweezers. You just got outside and there's a dragon going through your trash can with tweezers. The alternative is everyone has really big trash cans. I mean, if we're going pseudo medieval, there's a, there's always middens. Yeah, and if like we're going, landfill, but you don't bury the stuff at the end. And if we're going wildly anachronistic, there's dumpsters. There could indeed be dumpsters. Or if we're combining the two, unburied dumpster pit. Do you also is the first part of the title sorted? <laughs> Also, is the songbird normal size? Because I feel yes. I feel like it is, yeah. Yeah, like... It's normal size, normal speed, but anything it touches just explodes. What if it's normal size, but flies at supersonic speeds and just flies through people? Yeah. I like that. It go, it like It just keeps going faster, and you need to stop it before it reaches relativistic speeds and explodes. But if you leave it too late to try and stop it, it will. You won't see it until it's already gone through and just left a bird-shaped hole in your friend, who is now dead. Yeah, everyone dies at least in hilariously cartoony ways. I do think there should be more slapstick in D and D. It's true. Yeah, roll to like, like when you do a critical hit, you knock like them into a piano, and then they come out and have piano keys for. TV. And they play a little song. Um, actually, every time you do a critical hit, it's a wacky slapstick. Is a great idea. 
And if you do a critical failure, uh, the GM does like a very graphic description of the horrible injury you inflict that makes you feel bad. I like it. But I was just thinking, because I think a while ago we did as a homebrew elemental worms that were like earthworm-sized, but also incredibly powerful elementals. Yeah. And if you subscribe to our Patreon, you can see them. Well, I was just thinking I, I really like the idea of something... Maybe, mm. you know, maybe not every frog is ultra-powerful, but there are frogs with god powers just Counter hanging argument. around with the regular frogs. Counter-argument. Every frog has god powers. I'm talking about in the game. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think I do like the idea of, like, you know, a god incarnating as a frog. And you just don't tell the players that's what's happened. Um, until they show up and, like... In in um, Deities and Demigods, which is a D&D source book, for those of you who don't know, um, one of his plot hooks is that you piss off the god while it's um, in an incredibly small minor form, and now you need to go and seek out the secret of divinity and become a god yourself in order to stop this random frog showing up and smiting you. That sounds incredibly fun. Yeah, you need to become god quick before the god mouse. I think, like, god mice should still be vulnerable to mouse traps. They can't die because they're god mice. You go down and it's just stuck in there, and then it can't use any of its divine powers unless you let it out. Oh, yeah, like a, a god in the form of a fly hmm. can still get stuck to flypaper. Yes. Uh, in the same way, a god in the form of a human can still, like, be subject to capitalism. I mean, I, I was thinking be crucified, but I guess also that. <laughs> that, that was our, yeah. The two things that can be bad for humans, crucifixion and money. I mean, would, would you want to be crucified? Because I wouldn't. No, uh, here are probably what our ideas. We firmly do not want to be crucified. Please do not crucify us if you meet us in person. Edison, Nick, on your hand, would very much like to be crucified. So if you meet them in person, just, just do it. Yeah, but Nick's a little freak. Anyway, back to the I'm idea. Sorry, Nick. I love you. <laughs> For our next know, Patreon content, going to edit me to sound really bad. For our next Patreon content, we're just going to ra- uh, roast editor Nick for twenty-five minutes. But I'm. I think the idea of very small things being powerful would hmm. be a really interesting world building prompt yeah because it's like how do you work around that yeah like there's definitely something interesting in the idea of like you know this mouse but it can destroy a city and there's something if you go to a wrecked city and you know that the thing that destroys it is here, but also the thing that destroys it is an inch long. So, you know, you have no way of knowing if you're near it or not until it is too late. I'm trying to work out how you would build a house in order to avoid the god mouse. Leave out cheese as an offering. 
So I was thinking, like, oh, maybe you could build it in a tree, but they can climb. Okay, I have a solution. Go God on. cat. Godcat and Devil Mouse. Yeah, and they have a backup solution for dog for Godcat, which is God Dog. And then we have God Horse. So presumably in this world the song is there was an old lady that worshipped a fly. There was an old lady who had a god fly bound within her lest it torment the land. <laughs> I don't know why we bound it there. Perhaps she'll die. Um <laughs> Like, you know how you have a lot of horror tropes of, ooh, this nursery rhyme is actually a spooky reference to some horrible Elvish abomination? Mm-hmm. I think I think uh, I knew an old lady who swallowed fly works one the best for that. Yeah, because the, the woman does swallow a live horse, and that's not normal. No. Uh, another firm stance we have here are probably bad RPG ideas. I am now wondering, though, like, because she swallows all of these things, is the old lady, is she the Elder God? I feel the old lady is either the Elder God, or she's the um, prison of the Elder God. By which I mean, just put a little old lady in your campaign, and she's just an NPC, and then at the end she just opens her mouth and Cthulhu walks out. And that would explain her being so old. Yeah, you just say it casually like that. Oh, yeah, uh, she opens her mouth and Cthulhu comes out. Roll in. No, no foreshadowing or build-up. I think my other question is, you know, the challenge ratings in the Monster Manual do include various NPC stat blocks. Yeah. So maybe it wouldn't actually be that bad because just a, a basic pickpocket on the street is also an incredibly powerful eldritch being. You just you just enter the town and like the archmage, master of the arcane, is getting noogied by some random villager because the random villager is now level twenty and the archmage is level zero point four. But yeah, just every there is a plot point here of one day every peasant gets godlike powers, like magic is just unleashed and everyone gets incredible magic powers for a day, and what happens? I like that, like a magical purge. Yeah. Just um, like yeah, there's a there's a character idea. You are too like a level twenty one shot of you are just a bunch of random peasants who have just suddenly become unbelievably powerful. What do you do? I think the problem with running it as a one shot is what would the threat be? Like, I feel like the threat would likely be an, um... It's the na- the na- neighbouring farmer. Like, I was thinking it was just, like, you got whatever problems you had as a peasant, like, you know, the local baron's a dick, and the local sheriff is not very helpful, and the person next to you, the person who, like, lives near you, you're having personal problems with, and then suddenly, boom, you have incredible power for 24 hours... And it's more a kind of, I guess, character study of, okay, what do you do now that the consequences aren't going to happen to you? Like, do you try and level the Baron's house? Do you try and, like, 
you know escape what what happens okay so this isn't it's flipped for everyone it's just flipped for these peasants like a, yes it's more of a misfits yeah i guess also if it is flipped for everyone i feel like if we go to the original post it's flipped for everyone but like the other way around so now like the king has lost all of his power like is it the day of fools is the thing where like all of the power structures are inverted yeah like that but like mystically mystically enforced i like that a lot that that would have made the hunchback of notre dame go very differently yeah the hunchback can now shoot like fireballs you know what good for him he deserves it yeah he's had he's had a bad day um but yeah, I do actually really like the I really liked it of a setting where the day of fools is mystically enforced. Like there's one day a year where it's not just oh the nobles are playing along. No, for one day a year, everyone who is powerful is legitimately like stripped of their power and it is legitimately given to um legitimately given to the common folk as like a divine thing. The one day a year where democracy happens. Yeah, the one that, democracy day, it can be called. I like the idea of everyone preparing for democracy day by, like, everyone basically gets one wish. Hmm. And, it's and usually... then it would presumably be absolute chaos if everyone has the power to pass laws. Yeah, everyone can pass one law a year. Well, just, yeah, and I guess in a mystical, in like a fantasy setting, it can also be like, you know, all the dragons and arch mages and stuff lose their magic. Which means you can now go Nugia Red Dragon. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of into this as a concept. Presumably you yeah. can also, like, repeal one law instead. Yeah, pro probably there's going to be a lot of everyone just repeals um, everyone else's laws because they're all terrible. Uh, but And isn't that a form of democracy because people have to agree for the law to stay for more than 10 minutes? You're forced... What we set up is a situation where the gods do the equivalent of locking all the humans in a room and they can't come out until they agree on something. There's worse ways to run a country. There sure are. New one-shot idea. That happened, and the humans agreed to attack and dethrone God. Ultimate Fool's Day. Yeah, I guess the avert, like the exam, like the other variant of the God Mouse is just you have a mouse as a familiar. It is a god. It currently does not have any powers because it's a mouse it would like to change this because everyone voted them out on um democracy day that's a fantasy big brother hmm. <laughs> all the gods are put in the big brother house as ordered by the law on uh democracy day <laughs> And they also can't come out until they agree on something. Yeah. This all seems um, a very good system, or at least a better system 
and then our current one. I would be willing to try it. Yeah, I mean, I would be happy to swap places with the powerful Eddie for a day. Um, so, if 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 you're listening, Jeff Bezos, um, you know, call me. I I'm happy to be incredibly wealthy. You'll take that one for the team, will you? Yeah, it is a noble sacrifice, but apparently someone's got to do it, uh, and it's going to be me. If you want us to be incredibly wealthy, head to patreon.com slash probably bad RPG ideas. Especially if you're Jeff Bezos. Um, so yeah, our first question is, what's the worst dice? Just absolute dog shit. I'm going to say all of them purely to like lose all of our listeners. Thing is, I did receive for Christmas some very weird shapes of dice. I'm, I'm, person, I'm personally against the existence of the D7. It confuses me. What What does a D7 look like? Um. <laughs> I know it's hard because this is an entirely audio... Um, well, imagine a perfectly balanced shape okay. with seven faces. Actually, no, it doesn't even have seven faces is the problem. That doesn't sound like a problem for a seven-sided dice. I am now finding the picture that I took of the D7 so that I can show pencil. We can then both smugly like talk about the fact that you can't see it. Well, it's... If people are listening, they can probably Google it. Which I continue to use as the verb for search engineing, because if we all do it, Google will lose copyright on the word Google if it becomes a generic term. So yeah, there's a D7. Yeah, it's like a... I hate it. Yeah, it's not quite a sphere, but it's... It's weird. Yes, I agree. It is a weird and bad dice. My favourite part is that it has, you know, it has a few faces, but the numbers aren't Same. on the faces. Some of them are on edges and some of them are on corners and some of them are on the bit between a face and an edge. And it's bad and I hate it. Anyway, so the worst dice is I'm going to argue the D6 because it is mainstream and basic. <laughs> Oh, you're a dice hipster, are you? Yeah, I only, I don't roll a d20, I just roll 10 d2s. They're a very new kind of dice, you've probably not heard of them, they're called coins. I think my favourite die is the d100. It's just very nice. Because mm. I, one... I have a, a metal one with all different colours and it makes a good noise when I roll it. Metal dice do make good noises. The D1 million is also a bad dice. Yeah, that would have to be just impractically large in order to work. Yeah, D1 million or my car. But in a way, aren't just any, any sphere, any wizard orb, technically has many, many faces because if you zoom in far enough... Yeah. 
That's why all wizards start battles with Behold my D-Infinity before throwing their orb at you. It's true. Mm. Uh, if you fought a wizard and they didn't do that, they're not a real wizard. Uh, go back and sue them. Trying to work Never. out what the worst die would be if you could, like, make it out of anything. Um, the worst... So... Sodium dice would be bad. That would be pretty bad. Um, ice dice? Ice dice? I don't know, I feel like there's some kind of game with ice dice where you've got to get through the dungeon before your dice melts. Well, but also every time you used it, it would speed up the melting mm. process. Yeah, it's it's either like a very insightful like um, discussion on mortality and preserving resources, or it's shit, <laughs> which is the case with a lot of games, to be honest. Um, liquid dice. I just go, time for me to roll initiative and pour my coffee on the table. Gaseous dice. Mm. Just blow and, and <laughs> declare a number. Gaseous you know what dice, dice or saying numbers. What dice do you hate? The ones that have little plastic like creatures and stuff inside. Because they're really, mm. really cute, but I also know that they're not balanced. Yeah. So it's I, just, it's, it torments me. It's like, I want you, but I can't actually use you. So there you go. The worst dice is one that has a little dragon inside it that continuously makes you roll natural ones while giggling. Ooh, living dice. You just use a cat. you pretty bad. This is my cat. I'm going to just put them on the table and see what they land on. Oh no, I rolled feet again. What if you, you get a hedgehog, okay? Mm, yeah. And then you attach little pieces of cardboard shaped like numbers to its spines at various points. And then when it curls up, because obviously it's not enjoying this experience, mm. you just give it a little roll and see what number comes up on top. Yeah, I can see no way this could go badly. Uh, you take metal dice. Um, but they don't have numbers on them, and you just throw them at the GM until the GM agrees you got a natural 20. See, to me, that sounds like a good die. If yeah, but I'm, yeah, but I'm like a perpetual GM, so I would prefer not to be beaten with metal blocks until I agree that the players win. Although maybe that's just me being selfish. That is fair. Like, I, I am a forever DM, but on Sundays when we record, I get to play D and D, so I'm in player mode right now. Yeah. Um. So to answer your question, I think generally just most dice that are made of meat. Yeah, that's going to warp over time. Apart from anything else. If you want to excite your your game group, look into your dice bag and just go in a horrified voice. They're made of meat. And then leave and see how people react. Uh, oh, so the D12 can get fucked. 
think what you do is you say they're made of meat and then you just pull out those like knuckle bone D6s that are actually fine because that's been diced for thousands of years. Yeah. And then just look at them like, what? Hmm. What did I say? Or you say, oh yeah, I got knuckle bone um, dice and then you just take your hand out of the dice bag and then you deck your GM until they agree <laughs> you rolled a natural 20. Like, that's how Nerd challenge you for a fight. Um, you keep going like that, and I'm going to end up rolling my knucklebone dice, they say, as they put their hands into fists. It's not the worst way of threatening to hit someone I've heard. Yeah. Admittedly, the worst one was when I was in primary school. But it, it was better than knucklebone dice. Uh, so the wor- okay, so to answer your question, the worst dice is punching your GM in the face. I hope that I hope that helps. Hi, I'm Hazel and I present the Bread and Thread podcast with Liz, also known as Paper from Probably Bad. Um Bread and Thread is a podcast about food history and domestic history and generally social history we delve into a lot of different things so if you'd like to know which country has laws against importing sheep what cookbook will tell you how to make a great martini and also how to survive a nuclear bomb attack uh, or why you are using a fork right now then come over to bread and thread and give us a listen you can find us on spotify or wherever else podcasts are, I don't know. Our second question is anonymous. Dungeons or dragons? I feel like the first thing to establish here is how do you define a dungeon? If you put an orc in it, it's a dungeon. Well, it's just, you know, for some people, it's only a dungeon if it's some sort of underground structure. Mm. But you could also argue for, you know, any structure that you're exploring in the course of the game. Yeah. Dungeon. Like, is a wizard tower a dungeon? Is a magic school a dungeon? Like, there's a lot of grey areas, which is why I'm going for mine of, if there's an orc in it, it's a dungeon. I like it, because it's the least helpful definition. Yeah, if you put an orc in your cupboard, your cupboard is now a dungeon. And if you go in your cupboard to get, like, a plate, uh, you've now gained experience for conquering the dungeon. Whereas the dungeon that I sent some of my players into, which did not contain orcs, was not in fact a dungeon. It was just a not very fun hole. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I would define a dungeon as a not very fun hole. I think I would define a dungeon as like... Yeah, this is difficult. (laughs) A structure that you go in... As part of an adventure in a mostly violent manner, I think. So, like, the wizard's tower counts a dungeon if you're going there to kill the wizard. It doesn't count a dungeon if you're going there to hang out with the wizard. Unless to hang out with the wizard, you need to kill all the orcs. What if you go there to hang out with the wizard and then the wizard turns violent? Does does it then become a dungeon? Yeah, it becomes a dungeon as soon as the wizard rolls their knuckle d20. 
don't know why the wizard is punching you while and casting magic or why they have d20s for bones but they cast magic weapon on their fist <laughs> they cast magic weapon on my bones specifically and then I pull them out and hit you with them oh no <laughs> Although it's, that would be a fun move for a zombie. Yeah. I cast Animate Skeleton on my own skeleton, open my mouth really wide, and shoot and like vomit out my own animated angry skeleton at you. I think I think we've done this one before. Possibly, but it's a thing I want to do. Anyway, back to the question. Dungeons or Dragons? Yeah, is I feel the like dragon... dragons are at least easier to define. Yeah, is the dragon my friend? Make a charisma like, roll. I think I would choose dungeons just because in our current housing market, you know, sure, I might need to get the um, gelatinous cubes out, but it's still better than most finding a house in most parts of the UK. Yeah, I think I would also choose dungeons just on the basic that on the basic, just on the basis. I'm going to start that sentence again. I think I would also choose dungeons just on the basis that a dragon is one type of enemy. Mm. And you can sort of fill that niche with a lot of other stuff. Whereas yeah. a dungeon, as we've established, is just a structure where you have a bad time. Mm. I feel like that's a, a core part of most RPGs, not just D&D. Yeah, I mean, arguably all stories involve a place you have a bad time. Mm. Um, I think you know, sometimes that bad time is because of dragons. Sometimes it's because of other things. Actually, that's a common misconception. In all works of fiction, the bad time is due to dragons. It's just off screen sometimes. Yeah, like in a rom com, the dragon is shapeshifted into human form, but the like asshole boyfriend is a dragon in all rom coms. I was I was going to, you know, be snarky and get you to explain why the bad time was caused by a dragon in the last thing I read. But the last thing I read was Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that that's dragon. That's all and dragons. There's definitely an argument that without Smog, Bilbo wouldn't have found the ring, so the Lord of the Rings wouldn't have happened. Yeah. See, there you go. Dragons. Um, I do like a setting where every enemy is dragons, like you've just got the little dragons and the bigger dragons and the dragon people. But also, I like the idea of a setting where every enemy is a dungeon. <laughs> like, there's nothing to fight in the dungeons, you just have to go and survive a certain amount of time in yeah, a like, hole. Instead of, like, orcs, but they've just got, like, empty holes for faces, and what they do is they grab people and they put them in the empty holes, and then they're in the bad time hole, and they've got to find their way out of the dungeon, which is itself filled with orcs who have holes for faces who will grab you and put you in the meta bad time hole. And you need to escape before you're too recursive in the orc holes. Infinite bad time holes does sound like a bad time, I'll admit. Yeah, um, hence my new D&D spell, Summon Infinite Bad Time Hole. How do you get out of the bad time hole? Uh, you need to find your way to the front of the dungeon, which is the orc's mouth, and then climb out of that. Like, basically, all orcs have dungeons inside them. That's why they're the sort of classic D&D &D enemy. 
Mm. Um, and once you're in there, you need to find your way up through the orc's uh, esophagus and out of the orc's mouth. Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I really like the idea of an enemy whose attack move is sending you to a dungeon. Just... I mean, I guess there is banishment and things like that with a send you somewhere else. My other question for D&D. So you've got actual dungeons in places you imprison criminals. Mm -hmm. Are criminals just put in the the, um, dragon's lair? Is that why the monsters are so annoyed at us? Because, like... If I say I'd like my castle to have a dungeon, do I mean I would like my castle to have holding cells, or do I mean I like my castle to have a ridiculous logic puzzle game that summons giant spiders? Because that's very important to clarify. Well, so firstly, I would say if we are sending criminals to dragon's lairs, the dragons have every right to be upset because traditionally sending criminals somewhere leads to colonialism. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if we've defined a dungeon as a bad time hole, I would say that a room full of goblins and an oubliette are equally valid things mm-hmm. to put in your castle. Yeah, so how many bad time holes should my castle have? Maybe just one of each type, just to cover your bases. Then you can always expand later. Yeah. I think new magic item, portable bad time hole. It's like a regular portable hole, but it causes damage. It's like a regular portable hole, but inside it is an extremely angry hobgoblin. <laughs> like, if I dig a hole in my garden... And I put, like, a dark elf in it. Is it now a dungeon? I guess going by traditional dark elf alignment, probably. True, it is now established that most dark elves just enjoy making pie. I guess it's probably still a bad time hole in the sense that the dark elf probably doesn't want to be in a hole in my garden. My best throw a rabid badger in there as well just to make sure it's a bad time hole yeah i think what i invented here is kidnapping quite possibly i think that's maybe the point to end the podcast uh, i am now copywriting kidnapping if any of you kidnap people you do owe me royalties um so yeah like i said we have a patreon uh probably bad rpg ideas if you want to give us money in exchange for access to a discord server where we play one shots Largely based on things from the podcast, so I'm a little bit concerned what the next one's going to be after after today. Bad time hole. Bad time hole. <laughs> um, as well as bonus episodes and homebrew. Um, if you have a question, you can message probablybadrpgideas.tumblr.com or bad probably on Twitter, or you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com you can also do that just to yell at us for saying bad time hole so many times which would be perfectly valid so yes happy new year and remember to have a probably bad day and remember to have a probably bad day <laughs>